Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. This is episode 286 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode I talk to Roman Levin and Liron Pier of Mashmashu Studio about their tactical adventure game, Nordic Warriors. Any of you listeners remember a game called Myth? No, no, not Myth. No, not Myth. Myth. It's one of the earliest games Bungie made back in the mid-90s. It's a very interesting tactical adventure game. Really, really entertaining. And Nordic Warriors is a homage to that particular game. It's not an RTS. You are limited to a certain amount of units, and you have to that's the tools you have available to succeed. It's amazing. And this is why I had Roma and Liron on this show. So let's listen to me from six weeks ago. Or so, talk to these two fine people about Nordic warriors. Take it away, past Chris. Leon and Roma, who are you and what do you do? Um, okay, so um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a freelancer. Uh, I've been a freelancer for uh, almost 10 years now. Uh, I studied the classic and drawn animation. And um, I'm working, uh, I did a little bit of animation projects. I have my own uh, YouTube channel with some of my work there. Um, I'm doing artwork, I'm selling artwork online. I'm working with some customers, uh, stuff like that. That's what I've been doing in the past 10 years. And uh, for, the, so I, for the listeners' benefit, is it Leron speaking, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> Leron. Yeah. yeah, Leron, yeah. Yeah, Leron, actually. Leron, but, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
so I come from uh, my background is art and animation film um, that's that's basically what I do okay and I and the Roma yeah he'll gonna tell you hey um, I'm a programmer I have a first degree of computer science after that I was working as a freelancer I was Mac OS developer then I used to work in waves audio company and after waves audio I started to make the game as the game progressed I didn't work for two and a half years then I worked in magic leap uh, re- recently up and up until it's half bankruptcy and I was laid off and now I'm just signed with intuitive AI so I'm kind of signed for the current contract and waiting to start working okay okay and um, well thanks for coming on the show appreciate you both being here spending your precious time with me chatting Thank for, for a, a, a little under an hour about uh, Nordic Warriors, which we'll delve into in the second half of the show. But before we do that, let's find out a little bit about you two and your backgrounds. So you kind of given me a hint at that, and it's quite common. Many guests sort of dive into the second question without realising it, uh, because you can't help yourself when you start talking about yourself and you start giving a history about your, about your career. Because that's my second question is, how did you make your start making video games or being involved with their creation? How did we start making video games? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, um, kind of <laughs> got into that. Uh, I can say that before this project, I did some animation work for uh, for someone for a video game. Uh, that game didn't. Uh, I don't think it, it. It was an indie game made by one person and. Uh, I think he kind of abandoned the project. Uh, so that was, I think, my only touch in video games before. Okay, um, so basically Nordic so, Warriors yeah. is your first completed video game project. That's, that's okay. You can say if, if you're talking about a full video, video game, not mm. like uh, applications for iPhone, Nordic Warriors is... Our first uh, video game. Wow! Okay. So we never done something like this before. Um, we did a few, like I said, we did a few uh, iPhone apps, three right. three small games for uh, iPhone, because Roma is a, is a, an iOS developer and a macOS developer. So. Um, Okay, the story is like this. <laughs> we we started dating six years ago. Um, and a little bit after that, uh, Roma said, hey, I can do programming. You can do the art. Let's do some uh, apps. Let's try, see if it succeeds. And that's how things started, basically. Awesome. So that, we did those three small games. Yeah. Uh, a couple of tools for Mac, and something like two years later, we started working on Nordic uh, Warriors in 2014. Nice, wow! Uh, Six no, years sorry, then. 2016. Yeah, I'm sorry. Four years. 2016, Four years. Yeah, yeah still, still quite a yes. quite a trek. So, 
Yeah, so that's basically our only experience in video gaming. We never, never one of us worked in some large company or uh, um, related to this subject. Uh, everything is home-based. Okay. Homemade. Right. Yeah. And uh, Roma, so obviously it's a similar, similar sort of the story then. You, you made your, I mean, did you make games before you went into programming or was it one of the things you used to do as a kid, as a child? Uh, not really, only as my C, C course, uh, sorry, in the college, we, uh, I'm sorry, just a second, how do you final project for college? Okay, so <laughs> in the college, not in the college, I'm sorry, in the high school, as a yeah. final project of C language, I've made a kind of a clone of Red Alert 1. You know, just uh, just found some uh, sprites in on the internet and put them together. It was pretty fun and pretty cool. Nice, but nothing nothing too serious. You know, you could just uh, build basic things like tanks and infantry. They have very basic uh, att attack attack animations and stuff, but nothing nothing too serious. Mm. But that was cool, pretty cool for for the high school back then, and I've got the highest grade on that. Nice. So after that, as as Leron said, uh, we made uh, three little applications for uh, iOS, mostly little games, arcade kind of games for kids. And then in Waves, I've started to work on 3D, 3D graphics. We have to, we had to draw a human head in full 3D scene, and that's how I started with the 3D programming. So after that, after I left Waves, it, I, I began to make uh, the game in, in a 3D, and that was Nordic Warriors. Excellent. So obviously that original game when you were way back in school still stuck in your head and thought, you know, as awesome as Red Alert was, what about another aspect of the game which is much more condensed, the actual act of, you know, engaging with the enemy rather than building up to a point and then wasting all those resources on a, on a futile effort. It's, it's an interesting, interesting take on things. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing on that. And... Um, We'll now move on to the third question. The question that's regarded as a little bit uh, odd and open and uh, one would argue nebulous. But I have to ask it because you are a creator of things. Whether you like it or not, you've made a thing. So, the question is this. What do you believe are your biggest influences as creators? Okay. <laughs> For me, it's pretty easy. Uh, Disney films. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, huge Disney fan. I have a huge uh, collection of um, Disney merchandise. I also get a lot of influence from uh, anime. Um, basically, I'm just inspired by animation in general that's why i went to study animation in the first place 
Uh, it's something that I've been fascinated about since I was a kid. So that would definitely be my biggest influence. I know it's not related to video games, but I still think it's related to the idea of telling a story, giving someone the an experience and feeling something that he can um i guess experience experience is the only word i can think of but um something like that so i think the video game world and the film animation world they're kind of connected so they are very much connected, yeah. and I wouldn't say, oh, yeah. no, these are on video. Don't worry about it. In fact, many yeah. of our guests have been come from the film and animation industry and moved across into video games um, because they want to, I think some of them said, I want their audience really engaging with what I'm trying to create. And as, mm-hmm. as wonderful as animation is, it's very passive. Uh, whereas if you're actually part of the engagement and actually helping form your yeah. own story... Yes, exactly. along, alongside the one that's being presented um, to them, uh, that's even more engaging and exciting. But it's also much more difficult to achieve, as you probably yes. discovered. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> what about you, um, Roma? Uh, have you got anything that really sort of, you know, well, gets I you? Don't I don't think I have a direct. Uh... A direct influencer, but uh, if if I would have to pick someone that I really respect, that would be Steve Wozniak and John Carmack. And John Carmack is more connected to game industry, while Steve Wozniak is more to the hardware and software of the beginning of Max. So yeah, both brilliant people, uh, and yeah. we have a lot to thank for them. Uh, let's let's face it, and uh, one's very much retired, but the other is kind of gone off to VR land uh, and did a fair play to him. But, um, yeah, okay. Well, that's a wonderful answer to that, and it's great. Thank you. Uh, Many, as I said, other guests have struggled. But, no, you leapt on it immediately. Well done to both of you. Um, The next question is related to the first. as All of the questions are. That's how I designed them all those moons ago. But, uh, again, it's also quite difficult um, and again, I'd like you to answer individually if you can, because uh, you might have your own sort of uh, 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 takes on it. I'm sure you will. But the question is this, and it's difficult to word actually, but I'm going to say it. What developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Uh, <laughs> it's a really good question because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> As I mean, I it can be a company I, rather than a name, rather than a person. A company? Yeah, like a studio or someone you've said or you've admired their work and said, yes, they should carry on doing what they're doing. I, or even one I, in the past that no longer exists. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I, I actually love more the old video games from the 90s, okay. the ones I've played. Um, Any particular pique your interest that we can... Um, the one that pops into my head is a game called The Neverhood. 
I'm sure you heard about yes, it. Yes, that's yeah. a really good point-and-click adventure. It's a yes. beautiful game. Of course, I love it because of the stop-motion animation. It's just amazing. Uh, I also like the Space Ace, uh, done by Don Bluth. Yes. Who is yes. The, uh, an amazing animator. Yeah. And I, I made my brother play the whole game and just rewatch the... <laughs> The cutscenes, the animation cutscenes, cutscenes, I couldn't watch them forever and ever. So, um, a lot of other games, I mean, all the old ones. So, I'm kind of more, because to be honest, in the past, I think, 20 years, more or less, I didn't really play any games. I just didn't have the time with school and work. And, and yes, I happens. was focusing more yeah. on so, I mean, yeah. you, you probably so, barely get time to really read. That's what normally happens. Yeah. Is people, I'm not much. Yeah, I'm not much of a gamer. I'm, That's fine. I'm more of the people who likes to watch someone play. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I can't really tell you anything specific that I can say. Um, I think I don't know. <laughs> I can't give you an answer. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, but you give me oh, some well. hints about sort of the kind of thing that you were driven by. And Neverhood's a really good example of a yeah, beautifully you know, animated well, sort of game. All the old that. ones, the Golden Axe and Prince of Persia, you know, all, all the classic ones, I've played them all. Mm. So these are the ones that, uh, again, I come from a 2D world. I like 2D stuff. If if I could, I would have made um, a full 2D animation game. Right. That would be something awesome. It's it's just so much work. Yes, that it's not possible even if. Yes. Yeah, so. Um, well, we look at that, um, Cuphead. I mean, that took a yes, very long oh, time. Oh, that is amazing! <laughs> wow, I saw it. They captured the essence of the animation from the 20s and 30s. I don't know how it, how they did it, but it just looks so good. Yeah. I, I saw this game. I my I had my jaw dropped. Really, it's it's done perfectly. I, I didn't play the game. It looks like a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but the quality of the animation was amazing, amazing. So that could be your answer. That's cool. I, I'm trying yeah. to find out who made that, but uh, I should know, but there's just so many developers. But yeah, uh, what a triumph of a game. It's very difficult, by the way. Uh, but oh, okay. uh, yeah, it looks lovely, but, but oh, it's, it's the very, very hard. The way they combine the animation that it changes uh, depends on your action. It's, yeah. it's done yeah. so, wow, it's just amazing, amazing. Yeah, and um, yeah. To actually made a cartoon out of a game it's just oh wow. really yeah i mean it's okay. just stocking uh so, this, this this is more of the genre that i like i like excellent. these kinds of games yeah what so, about, and so roma you kind of uh already hinted at what you mean john carmack is a great example but is there anyone else that you think in the industry is quite um quite someone to look up to oh i guess i have plenty Hmm. Uh, I love all kind of games that are mostly tactical. Right. Uh, 
let's start with Bungie Myth. That was actually the main inspiration for Nordic Warriors. It was my first PC game I played when I was 11 or so. Uh, it was a great game back then. It was like uh, half 2D, half 3D. Uh, it was like uh, all 3D and it was uh, just amazing. Um, after that, I, I, I also like... Uh, shooter games, but uh, realistic ones like uh, Tactical Operation back then and uh, Ghost Recon the second, uh, you know, not just uh, run, or, run and gun, but uh, a little bit of thinking, uh, some stealth, uh, stealth stuff and tactics. Yes, I used to call, I still call them muzzle flash games. Uh, the reason I call it that is if you see a muzzle flash, you'd probably be dead. When you shoot, you have uh, a yeah, flash when you shoot. Ah, 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 okay. Yeah, when you I shoot, you can... animal. <laughs> no, no, no. It's basically the end of the gun, the barrel of the gun emits a, a flash or a burn or explosion as yeah, the bullet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you can see that, you'd probably be dead because um, the range and accuracy yeah. of these weapons is phenomenal. And uh, because they did like armor, the armor games did a wonderful job of uh, modeling that. Yeah, armor three was great as well. Yeah. I almost forgot it existed because I I came a bit too late for that. Hmm. The only the only issue I had with armor is uh, I never had a good enough PC to run it smoothly. <laughs> it's a monster, yeah. isn't it? Really, they didn't really go I for optimization. <laughs> yeah, they kind of. I think the loading of the audio was on the main thread, which uh, which stuck the game every time you uh, an announcer had to, to say something, and it was a little bit annoying. But overall, it was a great game. I really liked it. It also yeah. had the online multiplayer. Uh, well, John Carmack and all the old old games that uh, made up the FPS games as well. Mm. So yes, I, I kind of like uh, all kind. I, I kind of like uh, strategy games and and FPS games okay. where focuses on tactics. What about so you focus on tactics? So what about grand strategy games though? Would you not like Unif- European Universalists and that kind of stuff? Are you not? That's not your thing. You mean like StarCraft and the Angel of Empires? Mm, no, I'm thinking more like Stellaris or um, the really ridiculous sort of empire building games, like Civilization. Oh. Uh, <laughs> less, less of my... I mean, in that games you just have to rush resources as fast as you can, research uh, better soldiers. Yeah, you're right. As much as you can and rush someone to its oblivion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's not a lot of tactics there, is there, really? (laughs) I'm listening to the economics. I'm I'm more about the field tactics, you know, take the higher ground, put your range on the higher ground so they can shoot uh, to shoot uh, longer range and stuff like this. So, for example, the Total War games. I'm not sure how you feel about those, but, you know, Creative Assembly, are very, they, they've been doing those for a long time. Have you played any of those? I think I played something very, very old. I don't yeah. remember much. But, yeah, that's what they're, they're all about that, but they're much more, much larger armies. 
Uh, yeah, they were, they were about formation tactics as they far are. as they are. They are, yeah. Uh, and yeah. timing. Oh, boy. Got to time it just right. Got to draw yeah, them were, in and then attack. Yeah, they were fine. But actually, I li- if, you, if you know the game called Braveheart, I actually liked it more than uh, Total War. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to take a look at that. It's a bit old and controversial game. It, right. I think it couldn't pass it up. Uh, there was a times. I mean, wow! Oh, it it you 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 are starting at some year, and then uh, the years were going up, and you can and you could uh, gather resources, make armies, and uh, hmm. things like this. And there was some bug in the game that after some year it just was crashing and nothing you could do. But uh, except the thing, I really liked the 3D combat of the game. It, you could use uh, whatever tactics you you would, and there was a really, really nice, nice thing you could do inside the 3D world. Okay. Well, last question to you both. Um, is uh, it's a you know we're we're recording the podcast about video games, therefore kind of obliged to ask this question. And the question is this: um, What are you playing right now? Uh. <laughs> I'm playing War Thunder. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's yeah, the like free to War play, isn't it? That's the um, War Thunder. Yeah, that's the. Roma forgot to mention yeah. that he's a huge tanks fan. Okay. And he knows everything about tanks <laughs> and he has tanks models in his house and so yeah, games about tanks is uh, something that he really likes. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, what about you, you Leron? Is it um, I, As I said, I I don't play. Oh, okay. I think I have Tetris on my phone. That's basically it. <laughs> Which is my most favorite game of all. Um, I can play it for hours, but I, I just don't have time. I'm doing other stuff. So. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I prefer watching uh, a good movie or a good uh, TV show. So, that's me. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, all right then. Well, let's, let's let's move on to the second half, shall we? Where we delve deep into Nordic warriors.
Okay. So, first question before we go on to the details and stuff I've I've got these, these these questions is we've got to help the audience out here and describe what is Nordic Warriors. So, in your own words, off you go. What do you think Nordic Warriors is? Um, okay, so Nordic Warriors is a real-time tactics game and not really a real-time strategy game. So uh, some people get confused and think that there is a, a, that you need to build uh, stuff and uh, have resources and all these kind of things. But uh, Nordic Warriors focuses only on the tactical side of the game. What? Combat. Tactical combat? Okay. Um, And uh, so it's just um, you have missions in each level and you you need to complete the mission and there's a storyline that you follow and the missions are related to that storyline you have two heroes that are also related to the storyline um so um that's basically what the game is about as we said it's in it was inspired by the myth series by bungie um uh, which uh, is some kind of a... It's a sub-genre of RTS games, uh, but it's something that uh, just since Smith, not a lot of games have been done in this specific genre. I don't... Th- we tried to look for something similar. It was really hard to find. Uh, so uh, in this way, it's kind of unique. There aren't many games that are just exactly like that. Um, so that's kind of the um, the story of Nordic Warriors. Um, okay, so else? you mentioned yeah. Myth there, there a few times. There's three games of Myth. I think the last one yeah. wasn't done by Bungie. Uh, yes, yes, of course, yes. Not a lot of people it- know about these games. You're right. Um, I remember them. Uh, many people get confused between it and mist. They are not the same at all, really. They're completely different things. Mist is a really weird point-and-click adventure. It's barely a game, and myth is not that. Myth is a series of tactical engagements, and the only resources that player has is the units presented to them. That's all they've got. No reinforcements arrive. No cavalry comes riding over the over the hill. It's just you. And the units presented to you. That's all you got. Yes, exactly. And uh, one of them, or maybe two of them, depending on the level or the engagement, is vital to survive. Everyone else is more or less kind of expendable, but maybe not. But you, there's there's, there's, there's hero units that have to survive the engagement. Otherwise, yes. the mission fails. You have to fails. survive or else the story just won't work. It won't work. They must survive. Yep. It won't work. So, so you can have... And um, which which is both uh, freeing because you don't have to worry about resources or gathering resources because mm-hmm. you can't. There's no point to it. You're just it's you and the battlefield. Now, yeah. Um, one thing that struck me immediately 
is that I just, this is my first design question for you and I'm sure you've got a very robust answer to it but it just uh, struck me as, as different why is there no fog of war in Nordic warriors do you know what I mean fog by of that war? yes on the map you mean no. yes on the map on the world explain Roma <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know <laughs> I think it's a mixture of two things. One thing is basically I thought of, well, the, the heroes are living there and they should know the, the places they are living. So it's like the minimap. They, they know their village, right? They're living there. So I thought there is no really need to hide, to hide the village itself. However, the enemy units, we, we don't know where, where are they. So they are kind of under the fog of war. So they will spawn. So so they will spawn as you get closer to them. When they are in your vision range, you will see them. So that was first uh, first basic thing. Okay. And and the second is I think uh, uh, because of the first, I didn't really think of how would I do the fog of war and. And so it will remain efficient enough to to run on uh, Mac and lower end PCs. Yeah, it makes some thematic sense, doesn't it? That yeah. you are you the, the people you're controlling live in the land. Why wouldn't they know its folds and hills and forests? They'd know. They'd live there. Why wouldn't they know? Uh, and it makes a lot of sense that, and also takes away. It adds some tactical ability because higher ground and your your location versus the enemy does actually help quite a lot. Yes. So I think it fits more the game because you need to think about your strategy and it's not really a game that you just advance and kill whatever comes in your way. Um, You need to plan which way to go and where to position your units. So I think uh, when you know the map in advance, it it's, makes it more uh, it makes more sense that you know the terrain, uh, so you can plan. I, I if not, I think it would be really hard because things would just pop. And you'd have to react map. to like, oh look, there's a hill over yeah. there, and mm. it's just not fair, is it? Rather than you zooming yeah, in and go. Yeah. Well, if I we've move already on. seen that we've yeah. seen that people's kind of struggle with the game. So uh, uh, I think it could work with fog of war, but uh, I mean, if you have enough vision radius to uncover the fog of war, then it would be kind the of okay. The levels are not that big. Uh, they're actually big enough. Okay, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked the same question a long time ago and said, it's impossible to do and he's not going to do it okay no. okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. next question next question in Nordic Warriors there is a reliance on the player appreciating the need for maintaining formations and, and uh, their importance is such that I believe it needs to be kind of emphasized to the players or explained to the players without actually 
hitting them over the head with the fact. Um, what do you believe you've done in the design of Nordic Warriors to inform the player that formations aren't are quite important? Well, as we can see it, if you are not maintained... Well, okay, there, there's, there are four difficulty levels. Of course, the easiest difficulty level is not really punishing as the other, but the other difficulty levels will punish you right away if you are not maintaining your unit's uh, informations because, uh, you know, they will just be overwhelmed and eventually die or will and one or one will block another one so we kind of did the punishing element because once you you lay your formations well you don't have to do a lot of stuff the game is more about how to position your units so um you also we also mentioned it in the tutorial i mean that no we mentioned that you you have to use formations that it's very important that you use formations if, so it's also uh it's a yeah, very well, robust tutorial it's very date it's, there's a lot of depth to it it does go into all the the, the aspects of it. it's not very long uh, yeah, all, we, couldn't, but... we couldn't go into... There's a lot of more features that we just didn't get into. Because, no. again, I can do a tutorial, which is half an hour. But mm. um, but we kind of covered all the most important things that a user needs to know before he starts the game. Like friendly fire, like how to use uh, all the units. Um and the formation uh, part, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, other than that, it's up to the, the player, I think, to understand that he needs to use it, so. I think the, the critical one I was trying to get out with this one was the player yeah. then sees, because you can save the game at any time, that's quite important. Yes. So amount of times I actually tested stuff out and go, what happens if I did it like this? Would there be any difference? Because you don't want to have too many casualties, if at all. In fact, preferably none. Mm -hmm. And you're right. One of the things that Roma said is getting in the way. The units can get in the way of each other. Yes. And that relates to a question I've got later on in the in the in this in this uh, show. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep my powder dry for now before I go into too much depth. But yes, it's. It's very important that you appreciate where your units are, how, what, from what direction they're attacking from, which is really important. Flanking is a thing in Nordic Warriors, I'm happy to say. Uh, and uh, there's also knowing how different units interact with each other as well. But really the point I was getting at is the way people, you Nordic Warriors sort of advertises or informs the player is by basically they have to suffer the consequences of their decision. So, oh, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just put them in a line or I'll just bunch them up, it'll be fine. Nope. <laughs> Don't do that. That's <laughs> what we've seen, we've seen in, uh, in real life. We've seen streamers who played using formations and streamers who played without using 
any formations or or a position in their uh, units um, wisely and you can see the huge difference yeah it's been uh, yeah it's between completing the level without almost any casualties then yeah. barely completing the level <laughs> maybe one soldier left if at all if at and, all yeah. and it's the same game the same difficulty everything is the same yeah it's just the way how you play the game which uh um makes the difference so um and and uh that's why again i say it's it's a tactical game you need to think you need to use strategy you need to to position your soldiers wisely you need to plan your attack you yeah. just don't go head on and whatever comes you're gonna kill it so that's yeah. not the game doesn't work uh, yeah fantastic that's what i want to draw out because there's phenomenal amount of depth to nordic warriors which i really appreciate and i thank you for for doing that because at a surface you. level you think oh I'll just go plowing in because that's what you do in real-time strategy games yes that's that's the the most common mistakes people do yeah because they think yeah. oh this is an rts it's not yes. it's an rtt it's a, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so what they've got to do is what i do and you may sort of go, oh, Chris, you've got the wrong way here. I just regress, not regress, but I refer back to my experience with Final Fantasy Tactics or or um, or Shining Force games, which is, there's, there's similarities. I know they're turn-based. These are turn-based tactical games, but there's aspects to them that are similar to what you've done with Nordic Warriors. Um and uh, I would imp impress upon everyone. Myth is not an easy one to refer to because a very small proportion of the audience even know what myth is. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, I do. I'm a huge fan of myth, and this is one of the reasons I got you on the show because I was so excited to see another RTT made because they haven't been made for donkey's years. So mm -hmm. that's why I got you on because I want to talk about this. Awesome. Um, so I, I, you already sold me. That was that was easy when you said myth. Oh, we're done. <laughs> Well, you know, this is it. This is this is this is all about me, and I love the fact you can be really ponderous about. Okay, what I'm going to do? I can do this. You just really can think about it and actually make sure that the people under your charge, i.e., the units you're controlling, are kept mm -hmm. as safe as possible while actually also yeah. taking on. So yeah, good stuff. So I'm getting yeah. excited. You're you're actually rewarded because if your units advance to the next level. They do. They also have what? Kills. Kills? Yeah, yeah. the kills and the yeah. rank and yeah. the experience. Yeah. So the more efficient you are in each level, the more your 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 uh, units are stronger in the next level. So it's, you're it's definitely rewarded for that. Just like cannon fodder. Kids ask your parents. But yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's an old uh, game from the nineties as well. Um, so I'm going to ask about hero units now. Okay. Traditionally, hero units are quite robust. They're quite strong. They're almost invincible. I'm referring to Warcraft Three here, but this isn't an RTS. This is an RTT. It's already established. I just find it interesting that the Nord the hero units, the ones we refer to, are generally quite fragile. Um, why? Oh, okay. 
I'll answer this. Okay. Well, Freya has a huge AoE explosion as your spell, so she's very strong because she has no dads with your magic. Mm -hmm. So it makes her a reliable damage per second, if you can call it like this. I call her, uh, art I call her artillery. <laughs> yeah, so like, a, like a reliable artillery. She is, yeah. She's quite accurate with artillery rather than... But yeah, but she'll kind of heal as well. Very useful, that. Yeah, she has, she has some support skills, mm. uh, like healing and converting werewolves. Yeah. Uh, the, this is more for fun, the werewolf parts, because the werewolves are fun to play with and are not fun to be faced against. No, no, that's not... That's, yeah. Oh, boy, yeah, that's... Werewolf is a really fast unit in the game, and he can be a game-changer if you convert enough and using them wisely. Also, it can be the other way around. So you have to be very careful when you see a werewolf. But uh, yes, she has a heal because, well, um, in the missions she she's placed, uh, she, the the units are kind of overwhelmed, and Freya is really reliable on her friends on on the warriors' parts to protect her if she get capped in melee range. She is also has one of the slowest uh, base speed, uh, walking walking speed. So she wanted just you know kite everything around and kill everyone on her own. It wouldn't be fun enough. So this is a question of balance. She she is like a glass cannon. She is very very strong and very reliable in her attacks, but uh, the the price for it is a uh, is no armor. Indeed, and slow speed. Interesting. Yes. yes. For, for on the other hand, we have uh, Yarn. He's, yes. Uh, he's a melee hero. Uh, he has an AOE attacks with his uh, mullet, so he he can sh he can alone shred like I think fifteen zombies without a problem. I think at fifteen fifteenth he will die, but something along these lines. Yeah. So he he actually very strong, and with with Freya he also will have heals. So the balance is the same as with Freya. He he, we had to balance him. Otherwise he would just uh, solo the whole map alone. Yeah, that that's basically what the answer really is. That yeah. well, if you didn't, Chris, you'd ignore the rest of the units and have them demolish everything else, and yeah, it just becomes a. You, you may as well just make a, you know, an action adventure at that point, and becomes a very different game. That's not mm -hmm. what you wanted to make here, and uh, it's just really clever how you've had to balance that experience. Like, yeah, they're very powerful, but they're not invincible, and they need support, and they are part of the team. They're a very important part of the team, and they are heroes, but uh, nonetheless, they are they can't take on the world by themselves, and that's an important little lesson there. It's good. Like exactly. a, a symbiosis between the hero units and the rest of the army. Mm -hmm. So, last question. I know it's all good things must come to an end, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, at least I think it's a good thing. Um, there is friendly fire in Nordic Warriors, um, <clears throat> which re requires careful timing and positioning of attacks. Why? 
exactly. Friendly fire is what actually makes the Nordic warriors. Without it, you can just take your melee units, send them forward, and draw drop grenades on them and your artillery. And that's the challenge. Your melee will just hold the enemy and you blow everything up. I think this is no how tactics works. You know, you want to send your infantry and artillery at the same time at the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is also changing the gameplay a lot. This this is what makes the formation to really work. Otherwise, you can select everyone, uh, click on the enemy, and you know, boom, boom, everyone is dead. Yeah, yeah. no, I like using the uh, archers for softening them up and reducing the number, and then maybe timing it, uh, and then having the melee go in and flank them or something. Oh, that's really satisfying because you draw oh, them in. But um, there's different ways of doing it. But yeah, using the archers is, to draw them in as bait is quite mm -hmm. in, in, interesting, provided you can I put it, it off. Go on. Yeah, I think it's all about balancing mm. and making the game challenging. Right. Right. I think that's the we. Again, it's it's a game that you need to use your head. And you need to think carefully of every step that you're doing. And if you're attacking with Freya and you have warriors that are also fighting zombies, then where are you attacking exactly? If you're going to attack from the back, of the, the back of the zombies, then you can hit them without hitting your units. So you need to think carefully about every action that you do in the game. And... I think that's what makes the game challenging. And the balance is, again, not to make the game too easy, not just send your units uh, forward and just kill everything and blow up everything. So, uh, and, with, and with this said, we actually had to add another difficulty level yeah. for present, we called it, uh, because a lot of people just didn't, did not get the point of friendly fire, so... The 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 new level, difficulty level is actually reduces it up to five percent of friendly fire, so they will at least can progress on the levels without rage quitting the game. But uh, the next difficulty level is actually have twenty five percent friendly fire. The normal is about fifty, and the hardest is one hundred percent friendly fire. Nice. Uh, yeah, because it's an unusual concept in video games, which is bizarre. Yeah, because you know, yeah, yeah. I, I blame Diablo <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that game, certainly Diablo Three, is just a pyrotechnics sort of good. It's just a big light show that you can't even. There, are, I, was, I remember playing with a friend, and I was playing a, a, a wizard or caster, and I was firing spells like under. And I couldn't even see what was going on, and I had to ask him, "Could you let me know when I need to stop firing?" <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, as wonderful as those games are, and I like hack and slashes. I mean, Path of Exile is one of my favourites. This is not Nordic Warriors. Isn't like that. It's very yeah. much a. It's it's modelling something that this is how you know combat really is. You don't want to fire. Mm -hmm. A ton of arrows into the front line of your melee because then you're actually going to hurt them as well. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> you kind of said it right. I didn't think about it, but yeah, it makes it more realistic. Yes. More, more real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's <laughs> it's almost like video game of Vikings, the TV show, which is a good show, although the latest season's got a bit lost in, in things. But yeah, I, I watch it also in. I think yeah. after uh, season three, I think I'm kind of done. <laughs> after uh, well, I forgot his name, uh, Ragnar. Yeah, died, I think the show kind of lost. Uh, lost, yeah, because the stopped yeah. there. But yeah, I'm getting. Conf- I don't really care about these people. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they're all just as insufferable as each other, really. But uh, yeah. But anyway, what I liked about it is the the com- and what you've the Nordic warriors you've modelled the combat really quite accurately and you can because you don't have to worry about all the stuff behind it all the infrastructure you know oh do i have enough sheep to feed my village no no (laughs) i don't care there's other there's loads and loads of games about that go you know lock yourself out there's millions of them no this is not about how many sheep you've got this is about (laughs) where your armies are in relation to the enemy they're trying to attack yes get over yourself Yes. Something we didn't mention, I think, that yes. one, of, one of the things also that our warriors, the melee warriors who has shield, yes. actually can block an arrow with the shield, so they are not getting damage. So this is also something you want to to use to your ad, advantage to mm-hmm. face the shields towards the arrow casters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think every unit has some kind of advantage against an enemy unit. Right. Like the archers are good against the wrath, the, the casters, the ones. And the suicide bombers. And the suicide bombers and in level three. And the, the yeah. warriors, the shield, are good against the enemy archers. And uh, Freya is really good against the everything. undead. And everything. Yeah. She, she actually can't really... The, the skeletons are yeah. very challenging to her, yeah. So, so even with this micromanaging, you need to think which units are best for each enemies and how to use and when to use each unit. So it's, it takes a lot of thinking and, uh, again, yeah, a lot of planning. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. When I saw the casters, it's relatively early in the game, everyone, so don't worry. I'm not sporting much. When I saw them, I went, well, they need to go. They need to die immediately. <laughs> I'm not I'm not messing yeah, with but- that because that's going to end in tears. People are going to die. So I did everything. I took several goes, sorry, but uh, to make sure that they were dispatched first because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you do. Yeah, you take out the healers and, healers and the casters. Take them out and then, then it's... Then it's much easier because uh, I remember in Baldur's Gate that was just awful. I'm like, did you stop healing them? <laughs> right, okay, fine. You're gonna die. That's it. Stop resurrecting them as well. Thank you. Yeah, like in Diablo too, you are getting into some uh, cave and there is a shaman that just resurrects the, oh, the skeleton you are yeah, killing. Fire <laughs> shaman. They just drove me up the wall. Little sods running around. Breathing fire and resurrecting people. It wasn't yeah. fair. Wasn't fair. And I usually played melee character, so that yeah, was really challenging <laughs> to get to that track. Of course you did. Right. Nordic Warriors by Mash Mashu Studios. Is that right? Is that how you pronounce it? 
Yeah, yeah. You can... we're, the... we're basically just two people, so... What's the name come from, by the way? Oh, Ma it's from... Uh, Mashmashu? Mm. It's... Oh, it's from Babylonian. Sorry. It's from... No, it's from the Mayan or from That's the no, uh, Babylonian? Babylonian yeah. Okay. Oh, right. I don't know. I saw some show a few years ago... <laughs> about about uh, some mashu and mashmashu, uh, some they. I think mashmashu is uh, uh, some kind of. Uh, no, he, he's a healer. He's, he's a, a healer. Doctor, no, yes. but he has like multitasking. No, the, the other one. Ah, okay. He, he's just a healer. He he uses uh, I don't know plants and stuff like that. He's making uh, healing potions and healing people. And Machu was the more spiritual healer. He was uh, praying for your uh, health, and and it was so that you will be healthy. So these two were uh, uh, concurrent. concurrent. They were they were like uh, fighting against each other. Who ah. is the more who is the most effective? So uh, this is the story. So Machu is. Is the spiritual doctor and Mashmashu is the mainstream doctor. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. But I remember that they said something that he does a lot of stuff. What yeah. lot of stuff? I don't remember. I just remember that because of that I took the name because I said we're kind of a multi multitask, multi doing a lot of stuff people. And that was the idea behind taking that name. So that's I what I remember. It's a, it's a great, uh, it's a great thing. <laughs> Something I mean, that I saw on the TV show a long time like ago. Five so. years ago. Yeah. That's cool because I do. One of the questions I do like to ask is, "Where did you get the name for your company?" There's always a pause. Like, "All oh, right, we're in a pub, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and we like we're kind of running out of ideas." Well, some of them are like you, where you've taken inspiration from like. Well, this means two people doing stuff together, and they're yeah, and they're, like and they're greater than the sum of, of their parts. And and... Doing good and something like that. Right. I can't re remember exactly, but that was the that's the feeling that I remember that it's something yeah. about doing a lot of things, something like that. Someone that is very talented, something like that. Yeah, well, you are because you've made Nordic Warriors, and uh, just want to make sure the platforms. I know it runs on Windows PC. Is it on Mac as well, or I don't know? I... Yes. yes, yes, of it's course, on it is. Windows and on Mac. Yes, excellent. Okay, uh, and it's out now at the time we released the show. Um, so, uh, wow. yeah, so thank you both so much for being wonderful guests. You've been uh, thank you really very enjoyed. much. For us. Thank you. It's been really entertaining and hearing you chat about the and obviously a lot of passion there. And uh, I can, I can, uh, as you can hear my voice, I understand what you tried to do here and what you've succeeded in doing with Nordic Warriors. So thank you. Okay. Thank you thank very you. much. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Canaan Rinse Collective. Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash Rinse for early, extended and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube and at our website, canaanrinse.com. <laughs>